Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. Good afternoon, everybody. This is a Father Jeff Lorig from the Pastoral Services of the Archdiocese of Omaha, and uh, so glad that you could uh, join us today. Looks like we got about 30 folks uh, on the, the web meeting here, so just want to welcome all of you. Um, uh, thanks for taking the time. I know there's just a lot of noise. There's a lot of emails that are coming through, lots of resources, which is great. Everybody wants to help, and uh, so we're, you know, one uh, one resource out of many resources, and so just want to, thanks for tuning in today for this live uh, webinar, but, but it's also uh, going to be available on demand, uh, so that means uh, whenever you want it on demand, you can get it, and you can find that at our at our website that we use here for our team, which is called equip.archomaha.org. And so I'm really happy uh, to be able to join to be joined uh, by uh, Shannon Brommer today. She's our director of of stewardship and development here in the Archdiocese of Omaha. I think most people know who she is. If you're from you're from the Archdiocese of Omaha, you know that she has a great reputation for. Um, uh, not fundraising, but really inviting people to be engaged in the mission uh, in the ways that they're able to do that. So she's just a, a perfect person. And the reason why I asked her to come and, and share a few tips um, today is, is because uh, one is we don't have Sunday collections and uh, that's a, kind of our main revenue source uh, as a Catholic church. And so we, so we don't have Sundays uh, available, although there are some other options um, being offered um, when we have yet to see what sort of uh, fruit um, what sort of response we've, we've been able to get from those other sources. Also, I think a, a lot of our, our parishes and schools are, are doing online auctions because they, they would normally have their auctions during this time or galas. Uh, and uh, so that's not available anymore. And, and so we have to figure out creative ways to continue to fund the mission with, with tact and grace uh, in these very digital times that we live in where we're all being introduced to it. I, uh, um, just want to say hi, hi to Shannon and say hi, welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Father? I'm doing well. Good. Um, Good. And uh, looks, I think you have a lot of fans here. Uh, oh, I've, <laughs> I'm fans of all of them. <laughs> That's a total Shannon answer. <laughs> I think I even saw like one of them was a like like Marion was one of our, our participants today. Uh -huh. So yeah. like the whole school is watching you. Stop. Right? You're, the, you're the pride of Marion. Uh, so, but we're just, I'm really pleased that you could make time and in uh, somewhat of a busy schedule. It felt like the whole church was shutting down as the world was shutting down, but mm -hmm. suddenly everybody was kind of scrambling, like, how do we do things? How do we do things? So mm -hmm. I, I, you know, as a, as a former pastor, uh, I, I sort of imagine like, how, how is father going to be able to um, ask for, for, for money? Um, because, um, there's bills to pay, right? There's the lights to keep on, but probably more importantly, there's there's people that we've who we partnered with um, to be on a mission together, and that, that would be like our, our staff and our and our and our teachers as well for a lot of our parishes and schools, and and so uh, um, so maybe just like the dumb part of me just wants to say maybe if I use enough guilt. Maybe if I guilt trip people like, hey, we're going to like, it's either this or the school closes. Um, so why don't you give now? Like, would that be a good move, Shannon? No, and okay. never. <laughs> never use guilt. Never use guilt. Um, it's 
for two reasons. I mean, first, it's it's not relationship building. It's just not a, a great way to encounter um, one another uh, by bringing guilt into the into the mix of that relationship. And then secondly, you really just don't have to because we are we're not about, you know, putting our hand out, wanting people to put money in it. We're about putting our hand out to then bring them into our ministries. Uh, we want to walk. We want them to walk alongside us. Um, and mostly because this is a spiritual journey. This is giving is a spiritual reaction. Uh, we all know that everything we've received is a gift from God. And, and how do we return that? How do we share that? And we are people who need to give and want to give. And so it's our responsibility, really, as uh, people of the church to make that invitation and to welcome people uh, into that partnership. So even a Sunday collection, uh, it's really still about um, managing a relationship or forming a relationship, inviting people into relationship with, with the mission, right? Right, it is. And, you know, yesterday, um, Blair and David were talking about communication. Blair talked about the C's of communication. And we talk a lot about the eyes of development and they line up so nicely, not only with communication, but with development and with stewardship. So we're, we, it's about, so the eyes, information, first of all, how are we communicating? How are we telling our story? How are we recognizing our story uh, and getting that information out? And we learned yesterday about a number of of important tools that we can use uh, to share that information. And then it's um, how do we engage people? How do we involve them? The second I, and that um, it can be in a, in a variety of ways. How do we help them become the best volunteer they want to, or the volunteer they want to be? Or how do we just build that relationship and have conversations? And then, and then finally, when we're inviting people into the mission, they're more likely to invest if they know what's going on, if they care about what's going on, and if they've actually put their hands on what's going on, if they've sat in the pews or volunteered um, in whatever uh, way works for them. So that's exactly right. And just you know, bringing them in um, and helping them see that they are partners in this mission and whatever gifts they have to share are well-received. How, how would a, a leader even begin to start telling their story? Yeah, just, well, first I think we have to think about, um, you know, we talk a lot around here that um, at its best, uh, development is evangelization. And so we have to think about what, what impact are we making? And then how can we talk about, about, about that? How do, what, if, what has happened um, in our schools, in our parishes, that is making a difference in the lives of our parishioners, of our students, of our staffs, and uh, those who, um, in our other Catholic ministries. And, and so we have to just recognize what those stories are. Um, talk a lot and, and know them yourself and care about that and see its value. And that's what, once that is part of who you are, it's so much easier to share that and then to bring people in. Um, we were at an event, um, a small gathering at Gross Catholic 
uh, and Dorothy Ostrowski, Dr. Ostrowski, told a beautiful story about a family they welcomed into their school who needed significant tuition assistance and the impact of, of that experience and how that child, that student is now um, you know, out in the world and making uh, an impact as a, as a Christian um, leader. And so those are the, the stories that we have to own and be able to share. And we have a variety of ways to do that. So we can, you know, do it through all the mediums that we have in place already, whether it's um, your bulletins and your newsletters and your websites and social media and direct mail um, and, and take advantage of that. And so it really, it comes down to telling a story and the story has to be about, about the difference that the, your mission is making in, in the lives of people, right? It just really comes down to those two things. It doesn't matter the medium. Um, yeah. I, I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking about imagining myself as a pastor. Um, again, we don't we don't do sort of the the offertory is a handing of the basket. It's we don't we don't say anything. We don't know how to ask for money. We're not real good at that. We know how to hand the basket around, and it's sort of implied that you're supposed to put your money in there uh, and, and not your prayer request. Though you could do that. Um, I was thinking if, if I were a pastor and I had to speak up, I had to ask even mm -hmm. to a large congregation or through a, a letter or I want to avoid guilt. I want to, uh, but I, I really want to make sure that I believed in the mission. Mm -hmm. that I really believe that this thing that we're doing here is changing the lives of, of, of those who are, are part of it. Um, I, so that's, um, so, so I think if, if you're going to tell a story, if you're going to, if you're going to write a letter, if you're going to write an email and, uh, certainly these are extraordinary times and there, you know, have something to tell there for sure. Mm -hmm. But it, it, there's a, there's a, a bigger thing going on. And, and that is um, we, we want to continue uh, transforming lives because, mm -hmm. because this school, this parish makes, makes a difference. Uh, so um, good. Uh, so, so gross is doing a good job with it. Any other examples you can think of or where they, t they tell a good story. Right. Tell them the, um, you know, I really, I just think, I hear it all, all over the place. I mean, just, um, I'm sure there are people, you know, listening today who uh, can certainly speak to that. Um, and, you know, even like with Ignite the Faith, um, when we were, when we were running Ignite the Ignite the Faith campaign, I was just so impressed by people who are, who volunteered to meet with other parishioners and how they, um, they, I mean, they weren't comfortable with it, but once they thought about the fact that all I have to do is talk about why I love my parish, that then they, then it made sense to them. I'm just going to sit with a fellow parishioner and say, I love my parish. Here's why I'm making a gift to this campaign because I believe in my parish. Will you join me? And I think those are, that's, that's what that conversation looks like. Um, I think it's really easy for people to think that there's a magic language around development and there's not, it's a relationship, it's a conversation and it's that connection. And I, I just think everybody who has connection in their, their, as a strength, fire it up now. Cause it's, <laughs> it's what we need to do to bring, especially now when we can't be together. And so how do we get creative uh, in that? Um, yeah, sh should we even be asking for money right now? Without a doubt, we should be asking for money because people are asking for money. And so we don't uh, want to be the, the person, uh, the group, the organization, this really important, um, critical uh, service uh, and 
and ministry, uh, we don't want to be left out of that. And so, as I mentioned earlier, people want to give and need to give, especially right now. We're, we're just, they know that our teachers are still teaching. They know that our priests are still desperately trying to figure out how to serve us when we can't be together. And so I think people want to respond to that in some way. They want to be part of the solution and making sure that we're all around, uh, you know, when we come out of this and to be shinier when we come out of this. Great. We, uh, I, I yeah. will say we may want to step back on some of the larger activities like capital campaigns um, because people are, for campaigns, we're asking people to think more about their assets. And those are really, that's a precarious subject, uh, especially when we're looking at long-term giving. And so I think stepping back, but just, um, we had a conversation uh, last week with some development directors from the diocese who, um, oh, I was so proud of them. They were just, I, I just admired how they're handling this and and all that they're doing to reach out to their donors and their support, their partners and just to check in with them and to say, you know, you know, how are you doing? And here's what's happening here. And um, and as a matter of fact, Duchenne, um, Katie Bakit was telling us the story that she uh, reached out to one of their supporters who was, um, and at the end of the conversation, he or she, I don't know, um, said, uh, what do you need? And they actually needed um, headsets for their teachers who were all working from home. And they, the person said, we got it. And so that wasn't why she called, but that was the response. And so um, I'm not saying that's going to happen with every, for everyone or with everyone, but it's um, that we are in, this is all about relationships and uh, they care. They want to know what's going on. So um, we can still be asking. We might have to be sensitive in that. Um, not may have to. We have to be sensitive to that and um, just always be recognizing the fact that we don't know what's going on in anyone's uh, world at this time. Yeah, so like the, the ask uh, is often connected to uh, the, the the development work, uh, which is maybe a little bit different than than stewardship. Is there a difference between stewardship and development? Um, great question. Um, so stewardship is is a way of life. Um, about twenty five years ago, the the uh, United States bishops uh, produced a pastoral letter on stewardship called the um, a disciples response. And it defines stewardship as a, a steward, a Catholic steward, a Christian steward, is one who receives God's gifts gratefully, cultivates them responsibly, shares them with, um, shares them lovingly in justice with others, and then returns them with increase to the Lord. And shorten that, it's basically living a life of stewardship means recognizing that everything I have is a gift from God, and how am I going to use those gifts um, to serve one another and to serve to serve the Lord. Um, so that, so stewardship in, in my mind, and I think in a lot of people's minds, is about that, that lifestyle, that living that life, knowing that everything is from God. And then development um, in this world of 
of, of perpetuating our ministries are the strategies we use to invite people into the mission. So you hear about capital campaigns, you hear about annual giving, you hear about offertory, you hear about events, and those are just some of the ways to bring people in. And, um, and so I go back to those three eyes. It also is, is about information and involvement. And so, so the, so stewardship is the way of life and development is how do we bring, how do we make that connection uh, between people's resources and making sure the, the mission continues and is alive and thriving. Yeah, I was just reading a, a Tony's chat over here. Hopefully everybody's uh, participating in the chat. Uh, if, you, if you're not, it's easy to just click on the button that says chat on your screen and you'll be able to see the chat box over there. But, but Tony says, you're not asking for money. So when it comes to development, you're not asking for money. You're inviting them into a deeper relationship with the Lord through the act of charitable giving. Um, and then he says, can I get an amen? It looks like there's lots of amens there. Uh, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Well, but right now there's a lot of auctions going on. We saw that Catholic Charities pulled off the auction um, right at the beginning. Uh, in fact, uh, I, act, I wouldn't normally go to that um, St. Patrick's Fest, that the, the Irish Fest that they have. Um, but because I got an email and said, hey, you can participate in our auction online. I actually participate. I didn't buy anything, but I, I, rose, uh, I pulled the price up a little bit on a few things. I was the first one in on a few things, but uh, so, so uh, there, there, so there are quite a few auctions and dinners going on this spring. Mm -hmm. Do you think they should still happen? I mean, what's, what are you recommending? Well, I, I do. I think, um, and actually to Thursday, Denise Bartels from uh, Catholic Charities is going to be doing another um, WebEx uh, with us. Um, and so she's the uh, VP of advancement for, uh, for Catholic Charities. So she's going to tell us how to go through that, how to how to make it happen. Um, so that's Thursday from 1130 to 1230, uh, what they did to turn on a dime to make this happen. Now, I, I'm, st I'm still a believer in that events are um, more about um, celebrating your mission and developing relationships. And the, the more we can move to a type of annual giving type of, of development work, um, the better off we'll be because, and this is a perfect example of why. I mean, precarious um, environment, precarious situations. And so they're still important. Um, and so to your question, I, I think we're dependent upon them, but I think what, what, what is going to be important for people who are still running those events right now is to really think about how they can make this a part of their um, uh, celebrating the mission and, and building relationships and not just about what items they can sell. And it, that does go back to stewardship that goes back to um, being partners in, in what's really happening. Um, I don't know if Francesca is on the line anywhere from Mount Michael. Francesca, if you are, type in. But she, they yeah, are. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. do you want to talk about what you're doing to make it um, a little bit more relational? Yes, and um, I apologize. I have a baby and a dog in the room. <laughs> so um, we are filming some videos of our uh, co-chairs and their families. Um, they all have sons who've already graduated and are current students uh, to kind of invite people to focus on the mission. And we're asking 
some of our alumni and teachers even to just take photos in their Mount Michael gear that we can share that night. <laughs> to try to kind of have a sense of being together even though we're apart. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And and Francesca, thank you. And yes, kind of turned this on a dive dime with a baby and a dog. And <laughs> congratulations. So, so I think that's just going to be something that's really important um, as we move forward with these these events. Yeah. So even if you're going to do something online, it it has to be more than just having an online auction. You still have to tell your story. Right. Um, and 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 maybe even back up a little bit before about what you said, like. We, we through this experience we want we might want to rethink yeah. our event driven fundraising yeah uh, so when we're so dependent upon the event you know i know there's lots of parishes that do those summer picnics and yeah. festivals and they really rely on them and oftentimes you know about once every five years it gets rained out and they they miss it out miss out on that that revenue um which is like oh my and 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 at the end of the day even when you have those events you're still missing out about really inviting people into the mission, into the into the mission, like this partnership and mission, not just selling sausages. Uh, like that's not your mission. Is is not to have the best sausages in town. The mission is is to transform lives through Jesus Christ through an encounter with Jesus Christ. And so, uh, so just you know, we all have to be aware of that uh, of of those events. But even if you are going to do event, I've been to the Madonna uh, event that they do. Uh, and I think they do, of course, they have the auction and stuff like that. But what they, I found so moving was they, they tell a, a great story. It's a, it's a, I think everybody's got a great story, um, but you got to tell it. And so don't be afraid to um, really show off what you're doing. I think that's what Francesca is doing is, is just yeah. saying like, it's, this isn't, this isn't about an auction. This is about kids. This is about a mission. This is about kids that are, are getting some of the best education in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can brag about that. Right, right. Um, one more example, just as far as the um, the sensitivity of the time, I think Lisa Dobb is on the line as well, and uh, she was talking a little bit about their strategy for right now, how they're how they're being sensitive to the time. Lisa, are you there? Well, maybe not. Well, they were just they they really walked through. It sounded like they had a plan um, for the coming weeks. So uh, uh, just really first doing some outreach um, to just make sure that, and both through their their, uh, telephone calls and social media and bulletins um, and just connecting with people, making sure everyone's okay, but then reminding people that, yeah, we need, you know, here's what's still happening. Uh, we're still, we just ask any teacher and she'll, he or she will say, yep, I'm still at it. Um, so I, we've, they just kind of have a plan around how they're going to continue to communicate that. And I'm sure um, Lisa would be happy to connect. She's right them. here. Yeah, oh. sorry. I was, I didn't realize I had um, muted. I've also got kids running around here too, <laughs> and dog, but I, <laughs> I thought it was safer to leave it on mute, but um, yes. Once the sauce is involved, obviously anyone driving by 156th and Pacific can see our large church being built at this time. And um, our capital campaign, our ultimate goal is 16 million, but it was tiered as to a five, eight, 12 and $16 million campaign. Um, And we were really in the midst of it. We were ready to kick off after Easter with pledge cards. Our lead gifts were 
in place, um, making leave gift visits. Um, and yeah, there is some sensitivity there as Shannon alluded, you know, you're asking people for a gift that they're pulling out of maybe savings and stocks and bonds. And, and we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, and possibly maybe not, we're not going to know what that's going to look like for maybe another six months. Mm -hmm. um, so the consultant we are working with is trying to devise a new plan. Um, and so we're, you know, Shannon talks about stewardship and stewardship, I think ties so much into what we do and to what development is, is that that time and talent, I think comes first for a reason. And so to engage people in time when they're not at mass and they're not in our school systems and they're at home, we've had to learn strategies to how to connect people with that time. So yeah, we're looking at Facebook, we're looking at direct mail, we're looking at all parish emails. But one of our first strategies was to make people aware how they could still connect with us, um, how they could see our live masses on Facebook or on our webpage, how they could still come to confessions. However, we'd be monitoring how many people could actually come into the church based on the CDC guidelines. Um, with perpetual adoration, moving instead of the Eucharistic chapel, which we thought was a smaller space and could potentially be more um, problematic in terms of spreading the virus, we moved into our main church and still monitoring how many people could come into the church. So this first way we were just trying to address, we felt the spiritual needs of our people mm -hmm. to again, get them connected and still um, living their Catholic faith, which I think is the most important thing that we can do at this time. Um, and then in terms of talent, like Shannon said, when we were on that call with the other development directors, mm -hmm. there is so much good that as, as scary as this time is, there's so much good that's going on. And you see what M Michael's doing to make their fundraiser the best it possibly can be, or what Duchenne is doing with their donors to make sure that their teachers have headsets or some of their tuition assistance families have internet. Mm -hmm, I think right. even us all be, being connected and, and telling our stories of how great our Catholic community is, that we will, we will overcome this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hope for St. Wentz as well, is that we are a great parish, a great community. And, you know, it's again, you know, spreading information, sharing information, but encouraging involvement any way that we can at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think the money will come um, as long as people can see that we were, we were doing those first things first, the time and the talent, and then the treasure would come because I, yeah, people aren't giving unless they buy into our mission. And our mission is, I think, how do you bring Christ to others? You know, you bring Christ to people and people to Christ. And then when they, you know, can, they will give. And so that's again, what we're always trying to do as best we can in this climate. Yeah, like uh, like Shannon always says, like the best sort of stewardship development is really evangelization. Mm -hmm. And at the heart of evangelization, I'll just give a little 
um, <laughs> pitch for evangelization. At the heart of it, in the word, you just see the word angel right in the middle of it. And an angel is a messenger. And that's all that you're doing as a development director or a stewardship person or whenever you're you're asking for um, for money or you're asking, and like Tony says, you're not asking for your money. You're asking for people to join in the mission. That's, you're a messenger of the mission uh, more than you're a messenger of, of begging for help and guilt trips. Uh, and I, so I think that's a, as a, as a young priest, I'm still young. Um, I don't know if I've completely figured that out. And I know we have a few priests um, kind of listening in. I just, that's something I have to keep remembering over and over again. I'm not asking for money. I'm asking people to join in the mission. Um, and that's evangelization. It's the angel part of evangelization, being a good messenger of the mission. Shannon, did you have any more that you want to share? You know, just one thing on that, and it's it's a little trite, but it's but I think it's meaningful. Um, you know, we we well, maybe it's, I will go back to to the theory here about um, Notre Dame just did a study on um, giving in the United States and Catholics came in last of any denomination. And that just blew my mind. And the main reason is because we have not made the connection, the spiritual connection to money. That it's that what we're look at, the way we look at it, the way we talk about it is about paying the bills. It's not about vision. It's not about hope. It's not about transformation. And so the sooner we get the sooner that we start thinking about our financial, our material gifts at the, on the same page as whether I'm a good singer or I have business acumen and these are gifts I can share with the church as a singer, as a finance council member, my financial and material gifts are, are equal to that. And we can invite that in the same way. We can call someone up and ask them, hey, would you join the finance council? I hear you have really good finance capabilities or you can please come sing in our choir. So I think the sooner we can start thinking about our financial gifts, because we all have it in the same way as we think of every other gift, the better off we'll all be. Great. Preach it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does, does anybody have any questions or um, maybe I'll ask you uh, all the guests listening here you, you can turn off your mic if you want to answer ask this answer the question but like what challenges are you experiencing now uh, with development or like what concerns do you have or that you want to maybe just share with the, the crew here um, we don't have a hand raising thing I don't think I don't but but if you just want to chime in you're, you're more than welcome to do that and I'm just I'm inviting crazy here but I just we kind of have a, a nice community here. I just wanted to open it up if anybody wanted to chime in a little bit. There's got to be an extrovert there. <laughs> Challenges or concerns. Good. Everybody's got it. Everybody's covered. Everybody's good. No concerns, no challenges. Good. Well, no. So, yeah. uh, Susan, I could chime in. It's Susan Ganiano. Oh. Hey, Susan, from uh, the Newman Center. Newman Center. Yeah, John Paul II Newman Center. Um, I've been talking to many of our donors, our, our <laughs> I think they would call themselves formally high capacity donors, considering the stock market dip, um, the recession that we're entering. Um, I would love some help in kind of scripting, even though we're not, that's not what we do conversationally, but just how, how to say, you know, cause I, they'll say it right out of the gate. 
I just took a 35% hit on my net worth. There's no way I can afford to give at all right now. Um, and sometimes I don't quite know how to handle those. You know, I understand statements, um, things along those lines. Um, but I would love some ideas. How do people handle that? I'm, I'm fairly new to the development world directly. I've done a lot of indirect stuff. So um, some of these conversations can be new to me and um, anybody have any ideas about that would be, I'm all ears. Well, I, um, again, this goes back to the relationship. They want to be a part of this. Um, today might not be the day. And we often um, hear the, the, the term or the language, um, not now doesn't mean never and or it's a slow yes and so i think uh just can we just understand we that's all we can do right now is is appreciate where people are um the the chances of them having the capacity they may not be able to since you you're talking about higher end um capacity people they may not be able to make those larger gifts but they probably could make something um at a smaller level hundred dollars, twenty-five dollars to to just feel like they're a part of, and they don't even have to do that at this time unless it makes them feel good, and we just have to just walk the journey with them as best we can, and just say we 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 will be in touch. We want this to be meaningful to you, and let's just let what. And there may be other ways that they can help help you. You know, just keep us in your prayers. Just um, can I can I reach out to you in a in a couple of months when things settle down? And usually and, you'll get a yes for that. And Father can even do that during the offertory too. He can make that little pitch on his live stream. Say maybe now is not the time, um, but we just want to continue to invite you into that. So it's, anybody can use those words. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I hope that helps, Susan. That was a great, great question, Susan. Um, we are uh, about three minutes over time. We, we do want to kind of hold hold yep. fast to this uh, uh, deadline here because we just know everybody's online right now, and I, we're going from one Zoom meeting to the next. And uh, you know, this is. I think we can also take advantage of this time to maybe pause a little bit. You know. I was just, we just had our priest council meeting and, and the Archbishop had mentioned this and a few other priests had just said, I wonder if the Lord is asking us to pause. Just kind of, I wonder if he's asking us to do that. And so uh, as we wrap this up, um, maybe we'll just take a little pause um, together as church. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Just encourage you to acknowledge the, the presence of the Lord in your office, in your room, at your home, wherever you're at, that God is with you. And whatever's on your heart today, just show that to Jesus. What are some of the good things that have happened today? What are some of the joys you've been blessed with? Show those to Jesus. What are some concerns you have in your heart today? Just show those to Jesus.
Lord Jesus, there are a lot of things I'd like to be in control of today, but I can't be. And so I put them into your heart and I entrust them to you. And I ask all of this in your mighty name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Do you want to make a pitch um, for the, the webinars that Shannon had mentioned? Mm -hmm. um, we'll put those on our equip site. Uh, so can you just remind us? Actually, I have it right here in front of me. Um, it's a two-part webinar on uh, digital development and communication strategies with Pranger Solutions. So it's with Nick Pranger. He's a pro. Used to work for Steyr. Helped us with our Arch Omaha Unite. Was really... Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, extremely important for that, that pulling that thing off. Mm -hmm. um, and then also the, the second part is on how to host a virtual fundraising event. So that'll be with um, Denise, um, is it Bartels? Bartel. Bartel. Uh, and she's from Catholic Charities. And so those two things are going to happen on Thursday, March 26th. Part one will be it in the morning. Actually, both will be kind of in the morning, but I'll, I'll post all this on equip. Uh, dot org, so you guys can see that um, if you want to subscribe to our site there uh, there's a subscribe button uh, on the top right I think and uh, so you'll get if we uh, publish something on that site in the morning around 9 a.m. you'll get an update from everything we put on there so just encourage you to do that again if you want to share this uh, with other leaders in your parish uh, this will be available on our website equip.archomaha.org I just want to bless everybody and and uh, uh, and again, I, the Archbishop is so grateful. I don't speak for the Archbishop, but I, I was just with him. Um, he just, um, he has all the same concerns that you have, um, but he's also hopefully, he's also encouraging us to just entrust those to the heart of Jesus and, and learn from um, what's happening to us. So I'm going to say goodbye. God bless you all. Mm -hmm.